Welcome to Crushgasm, the podcast dedicated to the highs and lows of crushes. From their first to their worst, we're going to cover them all with a cascade of characters, including our guest today, a lover of screens, both big and small, Rachel M., a hair enthusiast, nanny, podcaster, and abstract artist who is here to talk not only about her show in slow motion, but also her crush on a character who is very puzzling. And that's Thomas from the hit movie trilogy, Maze Runner. Rachel, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Now, did you read the books before the movie came out or were you like, okay, this movie seems pretty cool. Let me go ahead and hit the library after. Yeah. So I actually, I feel like I was, I was pretty young. I was 13 going on 14 when the first movie came out. And yeah, I definitely hadn't heard of the books at that time. I definitely started seeing them more often when like the movie came out, but yeah, no, no, I fell in love with the movie first, but I do love the books just as much. Um, actually, I think I finished reading them earlier this year, actually. Yeah, it seems like uh, the the movie, it's like you have to be in this like in the know for the books and then the movies kind of make, because that's how it was with Twilight. I didn't like watch it or read it, but I remember hearing people talking about that and hearing people talking about like the Hunger Games. And I'm like, what the hell are these things? And then the movies came <laughs> yeah. out and I was like, oh these people they were like maybe like library aficionados they knew (laughs) they were hip to it yeah the hunger games was something i thought maybe it was like a reality show i was missing oh really (laughs) yeah i had no idea what that was have you always gravitated towards more dystopian based movies and entertainment that fall into like a sci-fi realm or was like maze runner just on tv happened to see it and was like that's cool yeah I definitely think I have if it's not like dystopian or, or sci-fi it's it's more so I guess fantasy and fiction so it's definitely in like that realm but there's I think there was a good period of my life where I was watching those type of movies um but Renee's Runner for me I think is at the top I don't know I just fell in love with the story and the characters and the whole concept of it this is something I really love to watch and it's funny because when it first came out I think I was having a birthday party and I could have chose to between The Maze Runner and I think it was The Giver, the movie. I had read The Giver book at the time. Um, And I thought from the commercial, I was like, oh, Maze Runner looks a little too intense. My friends might not like it. I might not even like it. So I'm just going to go with The Giver, which the movie wasn't terrible compared to the book, but I ended up being so upset. I'm like, oh, this is the best movie. I should have watched it at my party, but... (laughs) Yeah, I fell in love with it and I saw it. I was going to say, growing up, I loved The Giver. I liked Brave New World. I did like books like that. Are those something you had to read in school that could maybe piqued your interest in things like Maze Runner? Yeah, The Giver, I had to read in school. Um, I think there was a year that there were so many books I was not excited about, but I ended up just... (laughs) falling in love with the stories. I'm like, this is the best stuff ever. I don't know why more people don't read it. Um, I really did enjoy The Giver. I think I actually only ended up reading the first one though. I need to finish the other ones. But yeah, I think that definitely sparked an interest in these type of stories. And you said, was the movie good, The Giver? Cause I was like, mm, I don't know. I yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty gracious when it comes to those kind of things because I think I recognize it as 
Like, yes, it's based off of the book, but in its own way, it's its own story. If you are comparing it to the book, it's terrible. <laughs> oh, <okay>. um, don't do that. <laughs> but in its own way, I guess it, it's fine on its own. And I would have liked them to see, like, like to see them make another one. Um, but I think just because fans of the book didn't like it, and I guess it didn't do too well, they didn't decide to go on with it. But Maze Runner, I guess they, the author was heavily involved on set in that kind of thing. So certain things that they took away from the movie that were in the books, he agreed with because he said that it it works on a book, but it doesn't always work on screen, which I definitely agree with him. So I'm glad he got to be hands-on. And I think that's why they were able to do three, three books. Yeah, The Giver didn't look like something I would appreciate so I skipped it so much yeah. just with my love of the book I was so, younger at the time too so I probably was like oh you know it's not that bad <laughs> yeah. so you said you love Dylan O'Brien's execution when it comes to portraying certain characters mm-hmm. but what was it exactly about Thomas that made your heart kind of do a double take yeah <laughs> well this is actually I think Thomas is when I first got introduced to Dylan O'Brien so I think it's also and now I've seen a lot of his other stuff and I've fallen more you know in love with him as an actor and you know what he does on screen but I think Thomas just has a special place in my heart because that's where I first saw him act and learning about his story I think made that even stronger just kind of how he came into the acting world because it wasn't it was more so I guess accidental you can say you can you can just tell he's a natural at it but he really did bring life to the character especially after reading the books like he is Thomas, you know, like I see, I can't see anybody else as Thomas, but it, it, I love, and even as a kid, I really love that intense performance. Somebody who could, you know, make me laugh, but also make me really like feel the emotion and, um, you know, get it across on screen, which I think is not always easy for people to do. So just that intensity, like I felt it, especially the first movie when I first watched it. I remember my mom being like, yeah, this is too much for me because <laughs> she doesn't like that kind of stuff. And I'm like, this is everything. I was just um, loving watching it. And that suspense that he brought to the movie, I, I really did enjoy it, um, watching it for the first time. And those are memories that I'll always have because I those are very distinct in my in my mind. So yeah. The suspense, he brought him to life, but you also said that Newt kind of was a close second. Uh, what about Thomas like edged him out like where you're like oh maybe Newt could be my my guy my pick but you know Thomas is gonna stay number one yeah and um Thomas Brody Sangster that's the one who plays Thomas or plays Newt it's confusing because Dylan plays Thomas and then there's another Thomas but yeah I don't I think more so recently so I just got into Teen Wolf that I just finished this Mm -hmm. year Dylan O'Brien was in that as well So I think he kind of just has taken, which I fell in love with his character on there too. I think he just kind of got that like runner runner up just because I haven't seen a lot of Thomas Brody Sangster stuff in a while, even though I do love him as an actor. I do think he's amazing and I I love Newt. Um, I love that character as well. I feel like they really are hand in hand, but I had to pick Dylan (laughs) this time around. Um, But yeah, the, the Newt's character I loved as well. I feel like he's also the one that I can more so relate to. He's kind of like the laid back, but the wise one. He's kind of the, I guess, the one that brings the comedy in a sense to such a an intense book every now and again. So it was fun seeing him on screen and I love their chemistry together. I love their friendship in real life. I think it's so cute. I'm always down for some romance. <laughs> That's probably my favorite thing to watch on TV. Um, but yeah, he's a pretty close second. I wouldn't say he's too far behind Dylan. That also has to do with like the casting, which you said you love when it like, you like a cast, it makes liking the movie, you turn it kind of into an obsession for mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> 
it does it makes a huge difference watching them on screen for sure because like what you being 13 going on 14 at the time like that's an age when i feel like crushes are very intense because (laughs) puberty is raging you're going you're feeling all these new things at that time did you like go all out with like the posters and the movie merchandise yeah so i don't think i've ever been into that portion of like obsession it's more so watching pretty much everything I can consume of that person, whether it's interviews, um, their other film and stuff, and really just admiring it. Um, Cause I don't think I've ever been one to like, I think that's one thing that I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna go that far <laughs> to hang a poster of them in my in my room type of thing. And I also shared a room with my older sister. So she probably would be like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> I really do. I think that's the a very pivotal time in my life where I realized I admired this type of industry and not only like on screen, but behind the screen as well. Um, I love learning about um, on set stories and like the cast and how they interact with each other and just their friendships and everything. I, I find it like this little mini family that I would want to be a part of myself. So um, I think from that more standpoint, I kind of got obsessed in that in that sense. <laughs> you do have like this more mature approach to crushes, <laughs> um, especially <laughs> yeah. at 13 and 14. I definitely I was watching like uh, MTV and like boy bands and I was just like they're really cute I'm gonna have like, like my room was covered from the floor to like I had even my ceiling covered really yes I'm like if you google like 90s uh bedroom like tiger beat poster like those that's what my room looked like it, I was obsessed <laughs> I the stupid I had like a backstreet boy um Christmas ornament like whatever their face is on I had that's that's funny yeah I've seen that kind of stuff on TV growing up but I guess I was more of a shy kid for sure. So I think I also think it's something that I kept to myself almost in a sense. I didn't really let it show on the outside as much until I got older and I wasn't ashamed to be like, yeah, that's my celebrity crush all the way. I'm totally obsessed with that person. But I, I, I guess it's because I was more so of a shy kid. So maybe that's why. Being a shy kid, did you like, was Thomas kind of the first crush you kind of remember being like that impactful? Or did you have crushes before him? Maybe like little kid crushes? Yeah, I definitely think I had crushes before him, but his is probably, like you said, that's a pretty, um, I guess time to have like those stronger crushes so that's probably why his is so distinct in my head and when that whole time started of loving movies and stuff for me that's probably why it's so um, engraved in my my memory but I'm sure I had other ones before then I couldn't pinpoint them right now I'd have to really think about that but I'm sure they were there we all have a a, I think our first crush may be around kindergarten when we start to get around other humans (laughs) yeah (laughs) for sure yeah so is there like a movie in the trilogy where Thomas is like at his best, like looks his best, is acting his best? Which one? That's so hard. I definitely think, I still love it. And it's probably actually the one I've seen the most, which is the third one. But, and I think that's just because it's the one that's always on. But I do think that was the least of all three movies. Um, Cause I, I guess I want it a little bit more. And after reading the books, I feel like I would have want, wanted a little bit more from the movie itself. But I think the first one is just a classic because I I got introduced to all the characters. I liked watching Thomas, um, his character development. I mean, it happens so fast. You get to see them change so fast because they get thrown into the situation where they pretty much have to be on their feet instantly. They have to figure it out. But he is so like, like I don't want to be stuck in this world. I, I want to get out type of thing. And watching him and his interaction with other characters and his decision making, I just really enjoyed that 
the first time I watched it and it just, I love like waiting long periods and watching again and enjoying it just as much. So I think that was probably, I guess his best performance, even though I do think he, he still performed well throughout all of the, um, the movies, you know, he did what was given to him, but yeah, the first one I think was definitely the best. How many times do you watch it a year? Every three months, every two months? I don't know. I guess it's whenever I'm like in the mood or kind of missing some of the old stuff that I used to love. Every once in a while, I'll go back and watch a couple of old things that I was like obsessed with as a kid. Um, but I think Maze Runner, I'd probably watch at least one of them. And I'm the type of person, like if I watch things too much, I don't want to ever not appreciate it or be into it type of thing. So I feel like maybe once or twice a year, if if I do that, because I, you know, with my podcast and everything, I feel like I'm always watching something. So I don't always have the time to, but I try to get it in a couple times a year. Um, but time seems to go fast, so. <laughs> You're like maybe I'm due for another watch soon. Yeah. <laughs> so like, have, after talking about this, I'll probably want to go and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So have you found that um, you sort of fall for the same types of characters in movies and on TV that fall in line with Thomas? Uh, I think so. And for me, I think I, I've realized more recently than that. Like I said, I'm really into like seeing bromance play out on screen because I feel like it's such a thing that people shy away from in real life sometimes. But I think it's so cute. And I think the relationships that are formed between two characters that are guys and they have this like brotherly bond and they're not scared to show that in the show. Like, like I do care about you, your family to me. And they kind of, you know, they'll do anything for them because they're family. And I guess that's kind of meaningful to me for sure. I think I go towards guys who kind of have that kind of persona in shows for sure. You have like a, like a top three bromances. Ooh. Definitely. Okay. Mm, that's hard. I grew up loving Merlin um, by BBC. So I think Merlin and Arthur are probably one of the tops because I think that's one of the first ones that I, I fell in love with, like their their bromance. Um, I have to put Thomas and Newt on there because I do love their relationship as well. And I, I think more so recently, like I said, I've been watching Teen Wolf and Dylan O'Brien's in that too. So him along with um, the one who played the main character, Scott. So Scott and Styles. I love the relationship. <laughs> They're the cutest. Um, so yeah, probably those top three for now. I think if I were to think about it, it might switch. I don't know. Well, Dylan O'Brien taking two spots in that one. I know. I'm telling <laughs> you, he's just. <laughs> yeah, you said you started watching Teen Wolf uh, recently. How does style stack up to Thomas? They are two completely different characters, um, which that also makes me admire Dylan O'Brien even more because he was able to bring these two characters to life that I absolutely love and they're completely different. Um, Styles is the comedy of the show of Teen Wolf, and he was actually filming both at the same point at, at some point during uh, his career, which uh, is amazing. But yeah, Styles, he's just like, he's the heart of the show. Even though he's not the main character, it's just not the same without him. Um, the last few seasons, he wasn't in it as much because of Maze Runner, and also he had an injury in the third, I think the third film. Um, so he wasn't able to be in it and they were able to still bring the show together um, without him as much and you still you know loved it but it's, it wasn't the same without him but his character like I'm telling you if you just kind of watch Styles and forget about the rest of the show just everything he's doing in the background is just it's just so funny and he's he's smart but he's very like hectic and all over the place and he talks really fast and it's completely different but I I just love that character I think he brought so much more to the show um and it would not have been the same without him for sure well when it comes to things like that it's like do you think your crush is more on like thomas 
the character or Dylan O'Brien, the actor? Because for me, there are some actors who, like, I think it's legit. I only like the character. Like, I think of Dexter, House, Beetlejuice, all cases where it's like, the actors are fine people, you know, but it's like the characters that is my crush. Yeah. I definitely understand that. I think in this sense, it probably would go more towards Dylan O'Brien because I have loved his other characters that he's done. And I do admire him a lot as an actor. So yeah, I would say Dylan himself. But yeah, there's, I guess those two characters in particular, I'm like, I, I love them. <laughs> They're great. But I guess it's because he's also the face behind it. So yeah. Okay. So even though Dylan wins out over the characters, we're going to hop into the world of Maze Runner. Mm-hmm. And it's time to cast yourself as Thomas's love interest. All right. (laughs) How do you feel your lives would be like if you two were in that world together? And I mean, unless like things went crazy. (laughs) That's tricky. I'm going to go off the first movie since that I I did say it's my favorite one. Um, And I'm going to go off of my personality today because I feel like 13 year old Rachel would not have made it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I feel like so Teresa is one of the characters and that's his, you know, love interest in the movie. And she's this tough type of persona. She wasn't scared to be around all of the boys. But I feel like, you know, after years of living my life, that would have been similar to the way I would have been. Um, Cause I feel like a lot of my closer friends ha- have ended up being guys in the past. I grew up with three brothers. So I'm used to being around the guys. So I think I would have had more of a, a go get it type of personality. I think I would have been hand in hand with Thomas and been supporting him and his decisions to kind of get out of the maze and maybe relate to him in that sense. And maybe that's where like, (laughs) I guess our relationship would have started and blossomed. Um, I think our life would have been very violent. (laughs) Going up would would have been like, yeah, I mean, it's you're fighting for your life type of thing. But I think we would have been fighting, I guess, leading the pack in a sense and fighting together kind of like as a family, you know, wanting to get out and maybe start a regular life after that. I guess that's what our lives kind of would have been like in the maze if I was his love interest. I don't know. <laughs> it's a very uh, hectic world in there. Violence uh, aside, you know, we've gotten out of the mazes and now it's time to talk more about you. <laughs> so you kicked off your show in slow motion earlier this year. What mm-hmm. led you to like wanting to start it? And what are some of the things you did to prep before you dropped your first episode? Yeah, so I... Um, As you can tell, I've been obsessed with movies for a really long time, but I don't think I had an outlet. Um, It was more so annoying my friends and family when I did go on rants like this (laughs) and wanted to talk about it. Um, And then I kind of just hit me like, why don't I just create a podcast and create my own little, you know, corner of the world where there's other like-minded people who want to talk about it. It's also just a really fun outlet for myself. I'm a very creative person and this is just another form of that creativity coming to life. And it gives me a chance to not only praise the people like Dylan O'Brien and be able to show them some credit for what they've done, but also complain about the stuff that I think (laughs) is just trash that they put out there (laughs) these days. And that's kind of how it started. But to be honest, I'm a very go-get-it type of person. So I think once once this idea got in my head, I couldn't get it out. I just, I wanted to start right away. So I think I took a couple months to prep and kind of drowned myself in the world of podcasting and what I had to do to get it started, just the basic materials. I didn't want to worry too much about it being perfect before you start because that's never going to happen. I think you learn as you go. So I took a couple months. I kind of figured out the gist of my episodes, what that would look like. And at first I had just planned to do it solo, but then 
I think this summer I started doing with a few guests and I loved that kind of aspect as well. So I want to kind of do that a little bit more within my show. But yeah, that's kind of how I got it started and kind of how I prepped a little bit. But yeah. And you also, you said you're a very creative person and those watching on YouTube, like in the main poster, you did that blue art piece because you're also an abstract artist. Was art something you started before you got into movies? Yes, art is something I've loved my whole life. And I think earlier in my teen years, I realized, oh, I could do this more so as a career. Um, I was inspired by other kids selling their kind of creative stuff as well. So I did start art before. I think I've always loved both, but I started publicly showing my love for art before I did for movies. Do you feel that working in like abstract art helps you in any way when you're watching movies and TV? Like you get to see them in a different light? I think it's really just another side to my creativity. I feel like when I am watching movies, I'm noticing more than just the storyline going on. I am noticing what what would have happened behind the scenes, how they how they got the scene, um, the side characters, the set, all that kind of stuff. It's just kind of another way that I think creatively, I guess. And I think um, my abstract art is just another form of that. I really admire all types of art. Um, there's so many out there. I feel like ones we don't even recognize as arts that I really do admire and just love love to see played out, whether it's by me or by other people. And what are some areas of movies and TV that you've yet to explore on the show, but perhaps it's gonna take a little time because maybe they require like a little more research? Definitely, I think more behind the scenes stories and giving credit to more people who were involved. Um, I think a lot of the time we forget all the work that goes into movies like there's so so many people involved and being able to just maybe spend an episode and telling the story about this person who is involved on the set and whether it was you know the music or the look of it the costumes like the research they did the time they spent in putting into that i think i would love to dedicate more episodes into those kind of things and just share people's stories and give credit to them because you know without all of the aspects it wouldn't be the same and we wouldn't have enjoyed watching it so definitely something more on those lines and what are your plans for in slow motion as we head into like the october november december month yeah so i actually just started season two so it's going to be pretty similar to season one but this time around i am going to be doing an extra episode a week hopefully if it um, works out with other guests a few that i have you know planned out already but i want to get more people involved i love having that conversation with others and seeing their perspectives and everything. Cause I think my age, my upbringing and you know, where I live now, all of that affects how I view other movies. So I think it's so interesting to see when I'm talking to other people, their perspectives, cause I, I learn as well. And then it's also fun to have disagreements and talk about why we disagree. So hopefully um, that's, you know, the future, at least for the rest of the year, is just bringing more people on and, and getting other perspectives. Yeah, I was listening to your one on Mean Girls I was like, oh, I think that's a generation thing, though. Yeah, for sure. And it's also, I think it was more so the second one. The first one, that's trash. We don't talk about (laughs) it. The the first one, I haven't, I don't think I've seen all of them all the way through. A lot of times if there's movies that I absolutely won't, probably won't watch, I'll definitely watch reviews on them, multiples, and just kind of see. So I get like the gist of the movie and I get other people's opinions and stuff like that. And from there, I kind of like create my own of, what I would have like if I would have liked it or not but the second one just watching the reviews on that it was 
it was it was trash <laughs> yeah i didn't even, when something is as good like i love teen movies and so when something is as good as like a clueless a mean girls a breakfast club i don't think they warrant sequels maybe in like 30 years do your own interpretation but speaking of i just watched he's all that on netflix oh it was it's like uh, there's a tiffany haddish movie where it, i think that is the worst movie ever created but this <laughs> is a close second it, it was oh my gosh when I, I tell you i haven't been able to pinpoint a movie that i think might be the worst i've ever seen he's all that has taken that spot it's so, so bad. and i have nothing against the actors i actually love tanner he's from cobra kai which i really do enjoy uh surprisingly because i don't do comedy that often but i love that show and uh, forgetting the name of the main actress who's, addison ray yeah, addison ray i i don't hate her as a person i don't really know her i've never done my research enough to kind of create some sort of opinion not that everything online is you know true facts but not everybody can act you know and <laughs> acting is a art and it does take time i think some people are naturals at it but not everybody is and i feel like these days everybody wants to be and it's just it's not right yeah there i could i there was like I was trying to think of the worst parts of it as I was watching and then I finished and I was like, just the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> Especially truly... the scene in Union Station, being someone from LA who frequents public transportation, I was like, there is no way, like they would not have been, there wouldn't have been a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> Messing yeah. with them. I was like, they and plus, don't sit down. They don't let you sit down if you don't have a ticket, first off. <laughs> It was just so. Uh, that scene when she was telling him that she feels so sorry. Addison's a very smiley person. Was it uh, the one at the at the prom? It was the one at the the train station when she was. I think oh, he was sharing that yeah. that um, his mom had passed away, and she's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. That must have been terrible." But it's I thought her. he was lying because it didn't seem real. Because he was like, "What did he? Did she died of like a boat or accident or something?" The fact that his dad is in some what Scotland. Maybe. I don't even know. That was like, why out of all places did you guys choose? that and i think it could have been the promotions because you saw like the water bottle the pizza hut like they were doing all these little things i'm like oh pizza okay. hut was huge in the kfc scene yes and he then he brought out that doll from you know the country his dad was in i'm like these are the strangest things but okay <laughs> um yes. it's like netflix was like we're giving you no money you have to rely on the ads yeah i mean which is crazy because you know if you're gonna take on this type of project in the first place what i mean I, I don't get it. And Netflix in particular, that's what irritates. I love Netflix. I live on Netflix, but I just don't get why they have stuff like this coming out because there's so many great shows on there that are from them that have done mm -hmm. great. Why create stuff you know is not going to do as well? I, I don't understand. <laughs> It's kind of like, I feel like it's like with really rich people and then like my husband was telling me about a podcast he watched where one of the guys from Shark Tank was like, I have so much money, like he just like buys watches and it's not even about being able to tell time. It's just like, they're pretty, they're art pieces. I'm like, see, that's what happens when you get too much money. You waste it on dumb stuff. But you know, not everyone could be Dylan O'Brien, right? Yeah, they really can't. They really can't. He's one of a kind. <laughs> so Rachel, can you tell people where they can find you online? Yes, um, I have Instagram and I'm trying to get more into Twitter for In Slow Motion, but you guys can just search In Slow Motion. My actual handle for Instagram is In Slow Motion underscore podcast. You can find me on there. 
And then in terms of my art, I am on YouTube and Instagram as well. My, my links to my YouTube will be on my Instagram. Um, and my handle for that is rachels.creations with two underscores at the end. And I recently have taken a break just because I was moving to a new space, but I do have some fun stuff coming out in the future. So definitely go check that out. I would love uh, to see some of you guys on there. Well, Rachel, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about your movie crush today. And everyone, you can find all of Rachel's information below. And until next time, keep crushing it. <laughs>